Hello, learners, and welcome to Learn On Podcast, the science show by kids for kids. I'm your host, John C., and I have a really special guest with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Charles Gilman. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Heido Health. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about you and your company. So I guess a really good place to start off is what is a HIDO and what does that acronym stand for? Yeah, so HIDO is stands for Health Information Data Outcomes, and it is an AI-assisted robotic device to help enable chronic care patients to take care of themselves without assistance at home. And I think we're really interested in exploring more of the side of artificial intelligence and digital health. So how exactly is artificial intelligence connected to the use of this device? Yeah, so AI has been in the news quite a bit from the software side, and people are are using some type of software applications. So many of your users that are in the technology might be using it for some of their essays for school or some gaming assistance. But how AI can be utilized or is utilized with the Hydro device is really creating a blueprint for health. So this is a, a pretty big uh, topic, but when you start looking at the medication applications, most physicians and nurses and other providers use a thing called empiric treatment. And that is the element of utilizing the knowledge they have based upon their clinical experience and what they've learned throughout their career, and then apply that to people that have different disease states. And what HIDO does is it utilizes real-time information from the HIDO devices and the different types of medications in order to get the right medications to the right person, the right dosage and the right frequency for the most important thing, which is the best possible outcomes. That's really amazing. And I think you mentioned best possible outcomes. So I'm a little bit more curious in understanding what is the impact that HIDO makes and how are there different metrics that you can use to define and measure efficacy and the best possible outcome? Yeah, so about outcomes, we're talking about the reduction of hospitalizations, emergency room visits, and ultimately the improved quality of life for the population. So what HIDO does and what we've done with a Medicare Advantage health plan in Northern California was an 80% reduction in hospitalization and a 67% decreased cost of care. And that is very, very substantial, and that's unseen in the marketplace. That's incredible. And so I'm assuming that that reduction of hospitalizations and the overall cost of patient care is with compliance and medication and assuring that patients are able to kind of maintain that regimen at home, right? So it's actually pretty interesting when you, you mentioned adherence and compliance and with medications. Right now, there's a lot of studies suggesting that it could be between 50 or 60%, but those are studies and those are unknown unknown things. So what currently happens within the home, nobody truly knows. But with the Hydro device, we have a technology with a, a variety of different cameras and sensors to actually catalog exactly the behaviors that are happening at home that impacts people's behaviors, that impacts their health. So by knowing that knowledge, providers can actually alter the way that they provide medications to patients to ultimately improve outcomes. I see. So I guess that makes more sense in that providers have kind of an active role in that and adjusting that plan instead of just making sure that that compliance is adhered to. And so I'm curious in learning a little bit more about 
Like what kinds of patients and medical care needs has Hido been able to fulfill? Because I'm sure that there is a really big spectrum of different kinds of patients when it comes to people that need medication for a chronic time period. Yeah, so there's a, um, plenty of folks in the United States suffering from chronic care disease, and the spectrum varies quite dramatically. So in the news, there was a, a new drug for Alzheimer's that came out. So we've used HIDO devices on people with cognitive impairment or memory issues like dementia, Alzheimer's, all the way through stroke, terminal cancer, HIV population, and then diabetes. And if you start looking at the United States and the world's a chronic care population for cardiovascular disease and diabetes, it is a tremendous amount of folks that are suffering from these disease states. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that a lot of patients who are disabled and have chronic diseases are also part of the elderly population. So could you maybe speak a little bit more towards how HIDO helps specifically with those people? Yeah, so folks that have additional challenges outside of chronic care disease, let's say that they're handicapped or they're paralyzed on a, a portion of their body. Uh, we have a, a gentleman, Anthony, who had a stroke, and we have um, a video of him in his wheelchair going up to the device. The Hydro device uses facial recognition. So even if you're lacking motor skills, he's able to go up to the machine, unlock the device, dispense the right medications at the right time, the right dosage and the right frequency without being dependent on his wife in order to help aid him with those medications. So folks that struggle with not just chronic care disease, but also motor functions, this is able to lend a hand to provide them assistance where they're not fully dependent on others. And that gives people a big sense of independence and freedom. That's really, really cool. I'm really glad you mentioned that. I've been really interested in learning about facial recognition with artificial intelligence. And I think this just, again, speaks to show the power of digital health and how AI and the future of technology can help in so many different interdisciplinary ways. And then something else that I've been wondering about, because you mentioned, again, patient compliance is with different studies and clinical trials. So this is something that I actually became more aware of in a research project that I was conducting on my own when I was investigating the possibility of having other people do certain interventions and then report on it virtually, in that it can be really difficult to ensure compliance and making sure that this is kind of fulfilled, especially in a virtual setting. And then that can also affect how legitimate a certain study is. So has there been any success or any discussion based on how HIDO can possibly help accelerate clinical trials? Yeah, that's a great question. So the the data integrity of, is what you're questioning or from your research that you've seen. Right now, um, a lot of the, the drug discovery and the clinical studies that are out there, they don't know exactly what's going on unless they physically watch somebody. And that's generally a phase one clinical study, and that's called direct observation therapy. But once you start moving to phase two, phase three in the commercialized marketplace, that's when it's patient self-reported outcomes. And that's when a patient says, okay, I took this medication, I'm gonna write it down in a diary. And now the, the sponsor of the pharmaceutical company is gonna base their research off of people saying whether or not they took their medications. So it really let that sink in. So if we're, we're approving medications based upon what people are saying, and then there's also occasionally a blood draw to measure the type of blood concentration of the medication in the, the body, then it's not entirely accurate as it, it could be much, much better. And what the HIDO device does 
is you're, you're getting those remote direct observation recordings of people taking the medication. So dose by dose and according to the protocol. So we can be much more precise with the way that we do clinical trials versus what the current regimen is. Right. And I'm sure that COVID has especially also had a major effect with how certain clinical trials are and certain clinical trials, I guess, being put on the shelf for now. And the accessibility, I'm sure, has been changed a lot. And I think that this device definitely has a huge potential to help with that. And so I'm really glad that you highlighted that it's not just for current patients who need help with maintaining their medication regimen and sticking to that routine, but also for the future of medicine and developing these new drugs where clinical trials can actually be at a really high stake in terms of figuring out how effective these medications really are. Yeah. And just imagine, I mean, you have family members and friends that are already taking medications, but if they have a Hydro device in the home, they could be part of a study that maybe they wouldn't have been thought of before because they only have so many people they can reach out to. So with right. the proliferation of hydro devices throughout the community, we can actually strengthen our ability to conduct truly randomized controlled studies that will be a great reflection of the entire population throughout the United States and, and broadly around the world. Absolutely. And I think this also really ties into another topic that we are really passionate about and exploring, and that is health equity and access to care for underserved populations. So I'm sure that with the HIDER device, there are many more populations that can be reached for clinical trials, allowing for, I guess, a more holistic evaluation of different ethnic groups or other factors that can affect how someone may perform in a clinical trial. And I guess have a more equity and representation in the way that we conduct clinical trials as well. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a great point because when you start thinking about health equity, you need to have the representation in order to start looking and defining all those different types of um, impacts or outcomes with those specific populations. And what the Hydro device does is essentially it levels the playing field for all. So the, the one, the couple of requirements for the Hydro device, you need to have a smartphone, so Android or iPhone, and a Wi-Fi connection. And there is a strong movement and funding behind broadband access throughout the entire United States and the rural communities, which will ultimately level the playing field for a lot of folks. But with the Hydro device, folks that have lower socioeconomic outcomes or they may not be a doctor or a nurse when it comes to medications, which nobody should be expected to go to medical school to understand their medications. What this device does is it's able to ensure that people are getting the correct regimens based upon how their doctors and nurses prescribe it. And right now, what's happening at home is that everyone is dependent on themselves or their loved ones to carry out the instructions of somebody that's already had medical training. And that's very challenging for 95% of the population to follow those types of prescribing regimens. And that's why you see a huge deviations amongst different populations based upon location, race, gender, age, education, and there's huge disparities that currently exist. Definitely. And I think especially since the amount of importance that these medications can have for improving quality of life and for reducing the progression of a certain disease, especially chronic diseases, I think it's so important that we are able to empower technology to create a device of this kind and really implement it so that 
people get the, the care that they deserve. And going back to that story you mentioned of the patient using the facial algorithm feature, I think that's so great because it also brings inclusivity in terms of accessibility to disabled people, which can create another roadblock in getting the care that you need or someone who lives alone or may not be able to afford a caretaker to maintain all of this for them. I think Hido is such a great device in that aspect as well. Yeah, and, and making sure that people have independence and freedom, you know, that is a monumental shift in their mental health and wellness. So we have a, another gentleman, you know, Greg, who's a, a former veteran, and he has congestive heart failure, and he's in one of our, our videos. Now, when you take your medications or specific medications, there's a thing called heart remodeling. So your condition can actually regress simply by taking the medications. So not just feeling better, but his quality of life is improved, but his health is improved also. So as counterintuitive as this sounds, you can actually, by taking your medications, you can actually take less medications because the other medications that you weren't taking or weren't taking as often can now be removed because you're taking the right medications according to how they're prescribed in the first place. Right. And also just, this is something um, going off the top of my head with mentioning less medications. I'm wondering about, I know that many medications, um, especially for patients with chronic diseases, can end up having long-term side effects. And so do you have any experience that you can talk to in terms of how HIDO might be able to reduce that if patients are able to, I guess, stay more on top of their medication routine? Yeah. So for your viewers, let's just say that they're taking some medications, but their parents helping them. Most parents are, are very concerned about their children taking medications that are contraindicated or have adverse events. So those combinations of medications combined or taking maybe grapefruit juice or with or without food, there's a lot of things that the Hydro device can do based upon the, the specific algorithms and the library of the medications that they are consuming or not consuming. So in the future, when you start thinking about all the different types of cocktails and medications, it's really an unknown quantity at this current point because nobody really knows what's going on at home but with the Hydro device, you do. And with that information becomes, you can, it's very, very powerful to start making adjustments based upon the lab work that you're seeing. So the blood work, the, the real patient monitoring. So that could be your, your heart rate, or it could be your blood pressure, it could be your weight. So the, the future is very promising and how things can be altered because you actually have the information to act upon. Definitely. I'm also, that's a great point in terms of the combinations of medications and other things that I've heard stories of patients that may be taking even just like painkillers, over-the-counter drugs that they think are harmless, but in combination with another drug can actually worsen their condition. And so, especially going back to that factor of education and just being able to increase the accessibility of quality healthcare without having the need to have that education of how all this works in the first place is definitely a big game changer for millions of patients. And then also, I'm just thinking about, you mentioned a lot of different vitals. So just to backtrack a little bit about how the device actually works, what different indications of patient well-being can your, the device actually measure? Yeah, so what we're doing and what the Hydro device is, is an AI-assisted robotic device that alters behaviors to improve health outcomes. So what we track is we track whether or not people are doing 
the right thing by following the prescribing regimen. So if you deviate your behavior based upon your dose administration time, are you taking your medications? Are you forgetting? Um, then we can enable a clinical intervention from a pharmacist or a nurse or a physician on the back end to make sure that person is, is doing well. Now, the Hydo device, what it does is because we're monitoring dose by dose and there's recordings to actually see and track what you're doing, that's great for clinicians. But ultimately, on the other hand, we have a mobile app for patients to actually recognize and track their own behaviors. So there's nothing more powerful than you being able to, to track and monitor your own behaviors. But if you deviate, now let's just say your mom or your dad gets a text message because you didn't take your, your medications, then that ultimately changed the behaviors. So the Hydro device is a behavior modification platform to ensure that people are, are, are healthy and, and well at home. Definitely. That sounds great. Yeah. I think that was a really powerful way that you worded it with how patients changing their behaviors and being proactive about that is the best step for preventing any negative outcomes in the future and really making sure that you have the best possible outcome with what your provider has prescribed. And then also just to talk a little bit more about the other side of it in terms of behavioral changes, if let's say the device is measuring that there has been a lot of deviation from this medication protocol, what possible steps can the provider take in order to maybe prevent this or create a regimen that is more effective in the future? Yeah, great question. So sometimes you actually find out what the root cause of those deviations are. So for example, maybe the pill is too large. Maybe you're asking the patient to split the pill and they can't do it because they don't have the motor skills or dexterity in their hands. Or maybe you're asking them to take 25 pills a day and that's just too much. And you have to change, you have to adjust the way you treat patients. So this provides a communication between physician and patient or nurse and patient that currently doesn't exist because without having that knowledge of what's going on in a home, these conversations are never happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think those conversations are so important and it's really important for providers to also have that accountability to consider the patient's quality of life, their daily lifestyles, what they're capable and not capable of doing. And I think that especially for patients who have a chronic disease and have to deal with this for a really long period in their life, it can also be mentally taxing to take this medication. And there are also different ways that this can impact mental health as well to connect physical health to mental health again. And so I think it's great that this device can offer that point of connection for the doctor and patient relationship to be strengthened even more. Yeah, and mental health patients, they're about six times more likely to go to the hospital or the ER or to have a severe event versus the general population. So when you start looking at folks that need to take their medications on a specific regimen, you got to make sure that there's specific medications taken and they're stabilized. Because if you're not stabilized, that's when things get cattywampy and events happen. So um, the folks that are the, the most at risk can be helped and supported where none truly exist right now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a great point. In our, at our podcast, too, we are very passionate about establishing that connection between mind and body health and how psychology and knowing these aspects about mental health can improve so many other parts of life. And 
So it's great that we are able to also harness the power of technology and the cutting edge of artificial intelligence for these outcomes as well. Exactly. Yeah, the, the future is very bright and I look forward to your generations taking a taking everything and making a, a huge impact. Mm -hmm, of course. And so I think this is a perfect segue into asking about the future. So what do you envision as the future of Hydo looking like? And are there maybe any anticipated updates or expansions to this project that you can tell us about? Yeah, so uh, currently we're we're very excited about the future. We are looking at a number of very large health plans in California to roll this out to millions of people that have chronic care disease. Now, the, the future with HIDO and healthcare can be altered because of these unique data sets that don't currently exist for providers to digest and have those communications with their patients. And then patients having this assisted robotic device at home smooths out the way that healthcare is conducted so they don't have to go um, unnecessarily to the hospital, the ER. So as I see the future unfold, I can see the HIDO device essentially being the fully automated assisted support system they need in the home that they've never had at a fraction of the cost. And that's exciting because health plan premiums and health costs seem to go up year over year, but they don't decrease. And this could be the pendulum that swings the opposite direction to level the playing field for the population. And that's very exciting. Right. The way you phrase it just makes it sound so incredible. And it is. And I think that the mindset of looking at ways to prevent unnecessary hospitalization and expensive outpatient services that we don't need in the first place, if we can be more proactive about the way that we're treating patients is so powerful so that there's also better accessibility to healthcare, not just at the home, but also if doctors are allocating less resources and less time towards these things that could be prevented in the first place, that means even better patient care for the people who really need it. Exactly, exactly. I can have said it better myself. Yeah, this this has been great. We really loved learning about your device. Are there any last final thoughts that you would like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, if anybody's interested in learning more, please visit our website at hydohealth.com. Also on YouTube, there's plenty of videos. So if you want to see Anthony's story or Greg's story or any other folks that are using the device right now, please feel free to jump on there and comment. And if you have any other suggestions, we're on LinkedIn and YouTube and just please leave a comment and show your support. Awesome. Yeah, we will give our listeners all of that. I'm sure that they will be very interested in learning more about these patient stories and the impact that you guys have had. Thank you so much. I appreciate being on the show and I look forward to seeing it. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us.